there's a thing in sales that you want to be closing about 50% of your leads. In the cleaning business specifically. Yeah, yeah. If no. you're closing 80, 90%, your pricing's too low. You're just yeah. getting too many people through the door, which is good, but it also means that you're leaving money on the table. So if we were closing 25%, that means our pricing is way too high and we need to adjust it. So that's just another indicator that you can use. If you are closing 50%, and that sounds troubling to you. We're only like 50% is failing if we were in school. Nope, <laughs> you're totally fine. Right. So 50%. Grow your cleaning business. Make more money. Have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your hosts, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane. All right, guys. Welcome back, everyone, to the Profit Cleaners Podcast. You have Brandon Shane, your host in the house with... Brandon Condry. And we are here for another very exciting episode today, guys. We're going to be covering a very hot topic, which is pricing. How do you price your services for cleaning? And how does that play into the estimate process? And what does that all look like? We're going to dive into that today. So it's a really exciting show. Let's get started. All right. So you've launched a cleaning company, or maybe you have one that's still going on right now, and you need to determine what is the market price for house cleaning services. Right. So I was very resistant to this in the beginning, but the short answer here is you need to call the competition. So if you're not comfortable doing it yourself, find one of your shady friends that is more comfortable doing it. Right, it's just like really any market. You wanna know what is the market currently demanding and asking, what are they paying, right? Yeah. If you don't know that, every market's different. So if you're in Canada, we're in New Mexico, our prices are much different than somebody in Canada. The wages yeah. they're paying, the service is what people pay and all yeah, that. Yeah, and we're in Albuquerque, that's a mid-sized city, but the pricing that people are gonna pay in Manhattan is gonna be vastly different. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that you do this is you're just gonna call whoever you can find. So like Google, house cleaning, whatever city you're in, you're gonna get your competition right away. That's gonna be the top five people that aren't ads or basically who's ranking well on SEO. And then you should look at the ones that are paying for the ads because those are the ones that are motivated to also be competing. Right. So you call them up. You need an apples to apples comparison though. So you need to say, okay, we need to pick a fictional house. It's a mm -hmm. 2,500 square foot house. It's got three bedrooms, two baths. Some cleaning companies are gonna price things based on flooring type mm -hmm. or how many windows or whatever. So you need right. to have some hypothetical made up answers for those questions. So you call up. One of the franchises, Mary Maids, Molly Maids, hey, this is Joe Smith. I'm looking to get my house cleaned. And generally what you want to do is come up with a scenario where you can get a bunch of numbers out of them. Mm -hmm. So the scenario is we're just moving to town. I need a move-in clean on a 2,500 square foot, three bed, two bath. Right. What's that? Okay, cool, thanks. And then what's that same? We might be interested in recurring for that same house. So that's going to be, what's it for? Weekly, bi-weekly, monthly? You just mm -hmm. got four numbers out of something. You could probably right. reverse engineer the entire pricing algorithm off those four right. numbers. And you could even have another family member, if you don't want to do it yourself, call back and get another square footage. Even like, yeah, you know, same so you, exact scenario. Same company, but different square footage. And then you can kind of see what their matrix is. Or right if you want to be super efficient, same phone call. Hey, by the way my sister lives in town and this sounds like a really good deal what's it cost to clean her 1300 square foot apartment there you go and they'll give you the numbers and we advise you guys to not give numbers over the phone like that you want to have a very detailed sales process yeah but <laughs> if you do run into someone that's gonna not give you the numbers like that's one to look out for they're going to be the ones that are going to be hard to deal with so right and that actually brings up a really good point is what do you do because we have people call all the time that say how much for this how much for my house right and you don't want to give them pricing we don't give our pricing right over the website right away or on the phone and 
Brandon has a really good kind of rebuttal for that, and yeah. maybe we'll tell so him what we trained you, our staff to say. Yeah, so. you get someone that's just super insistent. No, I'm not going to deal with you. I want to know. I'm not even going to talk to you if it's outside of my budget. Mm. Fine. It could be as low as $95. There you go. And $95 is like what we charge for a weekly cleaning on a 1,000 square feet. So obviously they're probably not getting weekly cleaning on that exact square footage, but that is enough to just get them like, okay, we'll give you that low. And that gets them past their hesitation. They're going to schedule the appointment and then you get them the whole pitch. Like we're going to do this, this, this. This is why we're better than your neighbor's housekeeper that charges 60 bucks. And while you're doing this, guys, something really key to note is notice how this competition that you're calling is treating you. And notice how they're talking to you. What's their tone and what do they like? And do they even seem like they care? And I think what you'll notice is a lot of these companies, at least when we started doing this more, they kind of like just treat you like a number, right? And they're just like, we used to go out in the beginning and actually do the in-person estimates, which surprisingly people loved that because none of our competitors did that. And so if you can just start thinking of ways that you can stand out from the competition, that you can go the extra mile, that you can care a little bit more than what they're doing because they're just literally like, Doot, 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 and they just pop it out in your number for them, and they don't even follow up sometimes, right? Yeah. Definitely make those notes. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then, so the next debate is, do you want to charge by the hour or by square feet? When you've called all those competitions, you're going to learn how they're doing it too. So right. if it's a flat fee based on square footage, they will have just told you, like, cool, 1,500 square feet is 60 bucks or whatever it is. Right. If it's hourly, they're probably going to say, like, well, we charge 60 bucks an hour, and we think that that'll take 3.5 hours. So you got to make note of that too right. because they're going to be guessing. They're going to be totally guessing. And so... Hourly can be good for certain things and bad for others. Mm -hmm. So I generally think that hourly for recurring service is going to be bad for the customers because they're not going to be able to budget off of how much it is. Like last time my house cleaning was only $150. Why was it $213 this time? Yeah. Yeah, it leaves a lot of uncertainty in their mind. And what we found is people don't like that uncertainty. You know, they want to know my house is going to be this much every time. Maybe the first time's a little bit more because we've got to cover more things. Yep. And then we're just maintaining it after that. So the price comes down a little bit, at least in our matrix. Yeah. And they can count on that every time. There's no surprises. That's actually one of the biggest complaints we've had when we go to these estimates or talk to people. They're like, they're all over the place. The first time, like Brandon said, they charge me this much. And the next time it's all over the place, right? Yeah. And it's not even in their control. It's because the company's being inefficient. And then they're blaming it on the customer and making them pay for it, basically. Yeah, so so whatever you decide, there's an acronym I want you to keep in mind, which is KISS. And that's Mm. keep it simple, stupid. The idea there is don't overcomplicate this for yourself. Don't make it that like, okay, if it's an all-carpet house, it's going to be this much. But if they have tile, it's this much. And if it's 60% hardwood and 40% marble, it's going to be this much. You're going to lose track of that so fast, it's going to be ridiculous. Right. So the way that we typically recommend people do it is charge a flat fee based on square footage. There's a minimum. And then you bump up the minimum based on whatever you think is applicable. So in our case, right. what we're doing is every 300 square feet, it raises the minimum by between 5 to $9, depending on the product line. If you're going to do hourly, the times that we do hourly is when someone has like an odd request. So, mm-hmm. hey, you guys normally do this, but we're having our master bathroom remodeled and it's going to be really dirty afterwards. What would mm-hmm. you charge to do that? Okay, well, we'll charge you the normal fee to come out and then whatever is beyond your average, we'll charge you 90 bucks an hour to do that. And that's what I recommend. Or like sometimes you'll get one-off cleanings where they're like, I don't want my whole house clean. I just need you to do the kitchen, the floors in the kitchen. Cool, fine. <laughs> well, the minimum to get us to the door is 100 bucks and then $90 yep. afterwards. You want right. to make sure that if someone's trying to get you out there to do something for 20 minutes, you still get your minimum, which is whatever you want it to be. And kind of a strategy on that is we've kind of brought our minimum or whatever you want to call it up so close to our normal pricing that really if somebody wants us to come out, we're like, 
you might as well just have us clean the whole house. We're going to be there. It's gonna only going to take us a little bit longer. Yeah. You pay just a little bit more, we can clean the whole house. And that's kind of what you want to push people towards because truthfully, if you only clean their kitchen or their bathroom like they want, they're not getting the full experience. They're not getting that feeling of, wow, my house is cleaned and I got my time back, which is what you want. Yeah, like you did product. great mopping the floors, but when you clean the whole house, then they get to see like, holy crap, you guys dust the corners of the ceilings and the tops of the ceiling fans and the blinds. I didn't know you did that. Right. So that's an opportunity to just show them what you got you right. know what i mean so really well. you got in the door but like cool we're already here like let's just go all the way it'll be right. fun yeah and a lot of times people actually do convert <clears throat> to the full clean once you tell them oh, it's only a little bit more you might as well and they're like yeah so that really helped just bring that pricing up closer so, so it works out in the spirit of being accurate with the pricing it's a flat fee but ideally you're getting to see what you're getting into so mm. pre-pandemic that was we were going out in person to do that and then when the pandemic happened and they said you shouldn't be doing that well then that actually forced our hand to do digital estimates which are all over zoom which was kind of in the pipeline anyway but right. we just took advantage of it we were actually really worried that people were not going to like the zoom estimates because we were like people like these in-person estimates so much because we're creating this personal connection all the competitors aren't doing it but actually surprisingly enough like people loved it and we've actually been able to do way more estimates now than we ever have yeah so that pandemic forced our hand <laughs> everyone was doing zoom for work and school so they're just like sure zoom whatever like do it so it was great right. so here's what's ideally going to happen whether it's in person or over zoom you are walking around with a phone. They're walking you through the house with a phone. You want to keep eyes out for a couple different things. We have, like, if it's just excessively dusty, so, mm. like, the house hasn't been cleaned in five years, whatever, right. you know that you're going to need to bump up that price. And it's not because you're trying to take advantage of the person. It's that you're running a business and you're trying to hit a profit mark. And so if we are normally expecting to get a 50% profit margin on this job and now it looks like we're going to get none at our flat rate, well then add 50 bucks to it. Add, if you like mentally speaking, like I got three people in there, it's going to take an extra hour because of how dusty it is, then tack on 90 bucks to whatever it is for that first one. If it's recurring service, you just got to get that initial out of the way, bring all that dust out, get it back to a baseline, then your flat pricing applies. Right. So lots of dust is one. Right. If they have a super dirty bathroom, a lot of time is spent on cleaning between kitchens and bathrooms. And that's mm -hmm. where there's dedicated people for that, kitchens and bathrooms. The kitchen's just got like a ton of stuff on the counter. Add more time. It's the stuff that you have to pull out and clean behind. Add more right. money for that. If the bathrooms look like there's a comfort level here, like if it is super disgusting, like that just me might be one that you're just going to decline because you don't want to torture your employees. Right. But if it's just like this is rough, there's a lot of hard water scale in the shower glass, okay, it's going to take us an extra like 45 minutes to do that. So we're going to add 45 bucks. And I want to tell you guys a little story here because we're going to go into another section called the crazy factor here, which is really kind of a fun point. But Brandon's actually done a lot more estimates than I have, and he's done a lot more of the sales. But of the few that I have done, of like you the, did have the one few of the, dozens, one of the best ones. I had one of the worst <laughs> estimates ever, and it was a hoarding type situation. Those weren't the ones you really got to watch out for as well. But I'll just tell you guys a quick recap. So I went out to this house. It was an interesting scenario where the parents were out of town. Their son they was were out of state. Out they of were state. trying to like help their kid from like Minnesota. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had a handicap. He wasn't able to function as well. And so he literally came to the door like on his knees because he was not his wheelchair or whatever it was. And the whole entire floor was covered in Coke cans and food. And there was like 12 cats behind him. And it and was cigarette butts all over the place. Cigarette butts. It was insane. And I was really, really like, oh my God, like this guy needs help. And he like, I don't even 
know if we can help him because this is so bad. So we yeah. ended like I was walking through the house. I sent Brandon a picture on our WhatsApp, and he was like, "Oh my God! Like, what's going on?" And it was two days. Yeah. I think one of our worst scenario estimates. And but, we had to decline know. that one. And like, these are just the hard situations. Like, we wanted to mm -hmm. help that guy, but at the same time, we can't. Our employees are not going to have a good time doing that. Right. So what we ended up with that one, we said, look, this is way worse than you think it is because you're out of state. So we have this other company that we recommend, and this is a company that specifically does hoarding. And mm -hmm. so there are different PPE requirements for cleaning hoarding. The mm -hmm. same company is also the ones that does crime scene cleanup and meth lab mitigation. So like this is hardcore. They're wearing like hazmat suits. Right. And so we referred them to him and it probably cost several thousand dollars, but like that house was in bad shape and they yeah. at least got to know that we need to do something a little bit different. Right. So you do have to watch out for that. That's the hoarding situation. Corby has a thing that he called the crazy factor and the example the that he gave factor. is he did an estimate one time where the customer had a Hummel figurine collection, like 1,800 Hummel figurines and some of them are priceless and blah, blah, blah. And Corby just said like, we're just not even gonna do it. Like the one time that we break one of these things, you're gonna be so mad at us, so we just won't do it. Right. And in the end, I think they did actually clean that house with the agreement that they would just skip that. Right. Like this is you, like this is a big sentimental art collection then you do it. You do it with the toothbrush and the Q-tip and how you want it done, and we're gonna clean the house like we know how to do it. So those are all the things you wanna look out for during that estimate. And just in general, like things that we don't even touch are breakable items or like people's offices, we don't throw anything away ever or touch their desk ever or screens. Things that break that have a high cost to replace, we just in general try to avoid those. And if you're doing yeah. the estimate and you hear people asking, can you dust my figurines and don't touch my special thing over here and like all these extra special requests, well, to some extent you can make notes for that. But at some point you kind of got to draw the line. And they say, just cut them off. There's only so much we can do. And you're asking for so much here. Like we're not going to be able to deliver the results you want. Yeah. So. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break to let you know a little bit more about our course, the 10X Toolkit. We've put together so many amazing resources to help cleaning businesses like yours learn how to get more recurring clients on the schedule. The systems we teach you in this course are the exact same systems we've used to grow our cleaning business to seven figures in just three years. In fact, in one year, we were able to accomplish the growth that our mentor in Denver had in 10 years. So it's definitely a shortcut, guys, to success. Model after that success, everything from finding the perfect clients to learning how to keep your schedule filled. We cover everything you need to 10x your business and without wasting your time and money. So to learn more about this incredible course, head over to ProfitCleaners.com courses. That's ProfitCleaners.com courses. One of the lines that I like to tell people when they get, you know, we're going to cover that down here in a minute. There's a whole section on don't go overboard with customization. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So the other note about pricing is you do not want to be the lowest price. So right. that is a race to the bottom. You do not want to compete on price. When people start competing on price, it's just like, cool, who can take the most pain before they give up? And you don't want to do that. So what you want to make sure- You want to compete on value. And quality. And so quality. like you're right. in there, it's like, that's why you tell them the pricing at the end. So you're going to rattle off like, this is what we do. And so if they had called you on the phone and said how much and you said 150, they're like, oh, too expensive. My house cleaner does it for 75. Cool, but your house cleaner isn't doing high dusting. They aren't changing bed linens. They aren't taking out trash and they aren't doing all these things that you're gonna do. And they're not reliable. 
They're not going to show up all the time when they say they're going to show up. Their car's probably going to leak oil in their driveway. All these issues, maybe even they're using the same mop as from another house that they didn't clean efficiently and now it's dragging hairs yeah. into your house. There's all these weird things that happen, guys. Lots of and, different yeah. points that you have the value on. But the idea is you don't want to lower yourself to say like, yeah, we'll beat the other guy's price by 20 bucks just because. That other right. guy sucks and you're not that guy. So you have to show your value. And then on top of it, the people that are going to try and nickel and dime you on pricing, Mm -hmm. Those are the worst kinds of customers. It's why we tell people you do yeah. not want to be on Groupon. You do not want to be like, we're going to clean your house four times for 20 bucks. And the <laughs> Groupon pitches is like, you get them hooked and then you get them in there. No, what you get are the people that are looking to get their house cleaned four times for 20 bucks. And the they're never going to call you again. Yeah, you attract so, the, the lowest quality people that demand the most for the least. And those are the people you want to stay with. And they're going to red flag it for you by saying, you're too expensive. I got the other guy like, great, use them. See you later. Like right. you don't need to be desperate. Absolutely. So yeah, just building that value is so key. And I think as Brandon has already stated, during the estimate, you tell them the pricing at the end because that gives you time to build the value and to actually walk through all the scenarios with them, to ask those investigative questions. What are their problems? Why do they, maybe certain people want their house clean for a certain reason, but others want their house clean for other reasons. So if you can speak yeah. directly to their pain point and why they want it and why you can do it better than the last guy that they fired because he didn't do something they wanted, you need to figure out what those things are and then you can build that value so that when you do tell them the price, they're like, that's cheap compared to what I thought you were gonna say because of all the things you're doing yep. extra that nobody else does. And they can count on you because you're reliable, you have systems, you have teams, you have all these things in place that there's a lot more certainty that they're gonna get the product that they're paying. That's a so. perfect segue into the whole estimate process. So like, what are you gonna do during the estimate? What are the steps? So you obviously took our 10X sales toolkit course, so you've already <laughs> got the lead. So that got right. you the advertising and all that stuff set up. So you got the person to the website, that was the hard part. We have a virtual assistant who works overseas, so our hours are offset. So while we're all asleep over here, She's doing all the data entry. So she's taking the info that we got from the customer through our website, and then she's preparing the estimate using this process. So the way that we do that is because our pricing is based off of a flat square footage, she goes up, we're gonna go into the county assessor's website, look up the address, and they're gonna have on file the square footage. And that's the one that we use every time. And sometimes they'll haggle with you that it's off by whatever. If it's less than 150 square feet, it doesn't matter, the pricing's the same. You just tell them, like, we're working in blocks of 300, it's mm -hmm. cool. Yep. If it's off by, like, quintuple, then you gotta sort that out somehow. So, she preps it. Okay, now is your sales appointment. We are on Zoom. We're gonna go walk me through the house. Right when you start, mm -hmm. you're gonna do what Brandon just said. Hey, I noticed that on the lead form you said that you fired your other housekeeper. Why did you do that? And they're gonna say, they broke a thing and didn't tell me, they never cleaned this, or they started off great and they got terrible over time. Mm -hmm. Right away, just put their mind at ease, cool, we don't do it that way. We do this way for whatever task it is that they're complaining about, just tell them right away, okay, this is how we do it, this is how we do it, great. Cool, mm -hmm. you're still into it, move on. We're gonna walk through the house, and you wanna, this is an opportunity to keep an eye out for all those things that we said are gonna make the price go up, the bad things, dust and all that, but it's also a good opportunity to keep an eye out for good stuff. So mm -hmm. you noticed like a folded American flag in the triangle, they're like a veteran. Hey, I noticed you had this flag, is someone in the family a veteran? Yes, great, we offer a 10% discount for veterans. Like, hey, mm -hmm. I saw that you have all this paramedic stuff, are you an EMT? Like, great, we have a discount for that. So like, it's an opportunity for you to like, show that you are paying attention to the details and that you care about them because mm. of what they do. And so like we right. have specific discounts for that. All right, right, we've done all that. We got through the house. They asked any specific questions. Sometimes there's gonna be really odd details or like, hey, this is my mother's urn full of ashes. Like don't ever touch that. And that's something you make a note in your CRM. Hey, cleaning team, like we're never gonna touch this. 
And in your mind, even if you think that they're not gonna close, like let's say that you know this lady's just not gonna do it, you still need to take those notes because if she went and hired the housekeeper down the road and they really screwed up, they're calling you back to come back in. So like you already had the notes. And right. that's one for the office to say like, okay, we got all your stuff in here. Okay, and then at the end, you've told them all the nitty gritty details on what you do, built value, showed why you're way better than the housekeeper down the street. Right. Cool, so the next step is, here's the price. It's this much to clean it. And your best case scenario is a raised eyebrow and they're like, wow, I can't believe it's that much. I thought it was gonna be way more because of all the stuff you do. Like, well, I know, right? Like we just have so much value, you guys gotta do it. Right. And so those are the ones that'll close on the spot, no big deal. Right. Sometimes you'll get one that's like, oh man, I was like, that's way more than my budget. And if you're feeling generous that day and you need clients, you can work with them on stuff. So like, all right, what if we don't clean the office or we don't clean the basement, we can knock the price down by X and that's just to get you some money out of it. And sometimes you got the customer that's like, hell no, like the housekeeper's 50 bucks down the street, I'm just not gonna do it. All right, fine, well, here, I'll leave you the estimate anyway, just so you have it for your records and we'll be here if you need us. And then I think the most common rebuttal is gonna be, I need to talk to my spouse about it. Right. And then in your toolkit there, you're gonna say, that's great, I emailed you the estimate, there's a digital link on there, you can accept it and sign it online when you're ready to go. But if you do it before the end of the day, if you do it before 5 p.m. or if you do it before midnight tonight, I can throw in this 25% off your first service. Right. Some sort of deadline, an urgency right. call to action so that they have to do it by the end of the day to get it. That will sometimes yeah. push them forward right away. That's super key, guys. In any good marketing, you always wanna end with a call to action and you wanna put a little scarcity and urgency, like Brandon said, because that's gonna drive them over the edge to take that action. If you just say, yeah, think about it and get back to us whenever, they will. But if you say, no, you gotta think about this and you need to take action by tomorrow, let us know, that's gonna make them have that conversation because they know they're gonna save money, right? And it's gonna drive them because you gave them a specific timeline. And that's just good marketing, guys. Scarcity always works. So yep. definitely put that in there. And then I was just gonna say in general, just wrap that up, guys. It's something that Gary Vaynerchuk always says in, in some of his books. He's an amazing marketer. But he just says, caring is the best marketing. And you've heard other versions of that, word of mouth is the best marketing. But really, just care about your customers. Care about these people when you're doing these estimates. They can feel that you care. They can, just by the way that you're talking to them, by the questions that you ask, they're gonna sense that. Whereas they talk to, say, five other people that gave them estimates, and those people really don't care. They were the you know? ones that gave you this pricing over the phone. It's a hundred bucks. It's a hundred bucks, well, see you later. We've got availability next Tuesday, click. Yep. Those are the ones that don't care about the customer. Right. But, but you showed it. But you ask those questions and you do the extra work that it's gonna take to show you care and their people are gonna go with that every single time because they have more confidence in that and that's gonna convert better. So that so. whole estimate process is why you always give the pricing at the end. So right. you're not telling them it's $200 and they're, in their mind, they've already associated your cleaning company with every other cleaning company. But mm -hmm. your cleaning company is unique. You do way cooler stuff. So they've already associated me with the housekeeper. $200, that's 50 bucks for the other guy. <laughs> so you gotta build the value first. And then I do wanna talk about the don't go crazy with customization. So like you can get desperate and be like, okay, right, we will spray your dog off in the backyard and we'll <laughs> shake your rugs out and we'll dust out the pool with the little net thing. Like that, you're gonna go crazy. So the point of the efficiency of the three-person team is that you do the same thing every time in the house the same way in the same order. Mm -hmm. If you start putting all these little notes in there, they're like, hey, don't forget that you have to bring in the mail and you have to feed mittens because they're out of town this week. You don't wanna do that. You right. can do a little bit of this and that like to make them happy with it. Like I really need you guys to do this. Like, okay, fine. If that's gonna be the thing that puts mm -hmm. you over the edge that we're gonna, I don't know, like use your leather conditioner on a piece of furniture. That's really common. We will do that from time to time. This is a $20,000 leather couch that has to have this thing on it. Cool, if you provide us the chemical, we'll put, slap it on there for you. But just don't go nuts. What you really wanna stay away from is 
like Brandon said, going down that rabbit hole of doing all these little things. And there are specific things that we really don't touch, right? Yeah. The breakable items. We don't do dishes or laundry. We don't do window cleaning. Window cleaning. And that's because it comes with so much extra variables, so many things that could go wrong. Someone falls off a ladder, someone breaks a window, someone breaks a dish in the dishwasher. That was you my mom's favorite dish. I'll never be able to replace it. Yeah. Like, you're just asking for trouble. You're just asking for trouble. A dishwasher, or a washer, a dryer breaks. I mean, those are expensive things to replace. So we have variables and things that we don't touch for a specific reason, guys. But again, if there's like one or two things that are small, you can work into a job note to make them happy and go that extra mile. That's totally good. Just try to stay away from some of the other variables. All right, so the other bit of data I wanted to give you is that that estimate process, that sales process that we use, right now we're closing 53.89% of estimates. That's basically right where you wanna be. I think we peaked out at close to 60 at one point. Mm -hmm. And there's a thing in sales that you wanna be closing about 50% of your leads. In the cleaning business specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're closing, 80, 90%, your pricing's too low. You're just yeah. getting too many people through the door, which is good, but it also means that you're leaving money on the table. So if we were closing 25%, that means our pricing is way too high and we need to adjust it. So that's just another indicator that you can use. If you are closing 50% and that sounds troubling to you, we're only like 50% is failing if we were in school. <laughs> nope, you're totally fine. Right. So 50%. Yeah. And then- Yeah, not everyone's gonna go with you guys. And a part of that is they're gonna also convert because of the value you've built. So if you're only converting 25% and your pricing seems right, well, maybe your presentation isn't really providing to build that value. So they want to pay that price. So kind of re-engineer that and really go back to the fundamentals of sales skills, sales 101. There's a bunch of great stuff in our course as well about that, the questions to ask, the way to deliver that presentation as well. So. Yep. So lastly, we got a little teaser for you. We are developing a pricing matrix sort of worksheet. It'll be an online Google sheet or a form and You'll plug in the info from your competitors and whether they were hourly and how many people will ask you for a couple data points. And then we will try and take a best guess at where your pricing should be. And then you can obviously tweak it knowing local conditions better than we do. But that's coming up in a course that we're working out with Corby up, up in Denver. Right, absolutely. So we're gonna be putting that together in a whole system, that course that covers starting a cleaning business, hiring, all the systems in between, this kind of stuff. So it's gonna be covered in that. The matrix is definitely gonna be in there as well, guys. So. Stay tuned for that. That should be out. It's February right now. I'm guessing in the next two, three months, we'll have yep. that fully out for everyone to digest. It'll be really cool. So. so if you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, hit the bell button if you want to be notified when we got new episodes coming up. If you are listening to us on iTunes or whatever podcast you're on, you can still subscribe and you can leave us a review there. I don't think we yeah. can get YouTube reviews, but you can leave us comments on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, please guys, leave us a review and subscribe. It helps us so much. We're not running ads and all this annoying junk in the background that takes up your time guys we're delivering super awesome value i believe this is better than a college education i mean they don't even teach this stuff in college and actually the true learning happens after college i believe and the true boots on the ground type stuff that we're teaching you guys is real deal real education here so until the next time keep it clean keep it clean guys thanks for having us and we'll see you guys next time thanks for joining us today to get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.